Roast Mortem cast, we popping that Gestapo cherry, baby. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I am Tom. I'm Papoose the Second. Hey, I'm Cody the First. <laughs> and in studio tonight, we have a very special guest, Gabriella Ferreira. <laughs> I think I just learned your last name there. <laughs> oh. Hey, cheers. Welcome to my last name. How you doing, Gabby? I'm good. How you doing? Did you have a good week? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you do anything cool? <laughs> I was just hot. Yeah. I went to the beach. <laughs> Yeah, that's a way yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. Hot at the beach. Wait, 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 Jesus uh, Christ, your, your life is so fucking hard. <laughs> I was also hot. I rolled around the city. <laughs> I like a roly poly yeah, I was old. in that stinky ass city, too. Yeah, dog. Was your skin the texture of a Limp Bizkit album? Like, I feel like this this podcast has been kind of like a, almost like therapy. A lot of like hidden uh, things yeah, about myself I, from I my childhood like comes too. out. Like Nico? Fuck, yeah, fucking a raccoon. All these things. And I realized something funny about myself when I was a kid. You left that without any context. You didn't even say a <laughs> raccoon sleeping bag. Doesn't need context. You no, just no, left no, it no, at no, raccoon. No, 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 no. Context is for noobs. I realized there was something really funny about myself when I was a kid baby idiot. Besides being husky, husky boy. You were pretty fat. I was. Yeah. But I had large kneecaps. I had a thing called Osgood Schlatter. So like the who funniest name. Who is that a German that? beer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Osgutschlotter. <laughs> it was like where your kneecaps grow before your rest of your body does, and your kneecaps fucking jam into your tendon. Okay. So does it make you shittier at basketball? I don't get it. No, well, I was catching. Like, and not in a gay way. Like, I was just catching. You were catching. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. You were pre-gay Yeah, pre-gay You are protecting that plate, son. And I just fucking hurt my legs. I don't know. That was just something I thought about this Jesus week. Jesus Christ. Well, look, this is supposed to be an entertaining podcast. Well, you I know think you just ruined the, this whole episode. Big kneecap Travis. <laughs> you Amish person. You, you Quaker, you. you I'm just trying to be honest with everyone. Simple story. All right, let's go. Yeah, on my knees for that raccoon dog. Well, all right, well, who's on the chopping block, Travis? I will tell you because I did research for a thing that we did today. Okay. But first, I'm going to po- put a question out for you guys. All right. Do you guys like fashions? Depends. Yeah, I love. Do you good. like depends? No, okay. <laughs> that's de- great fashion. Depends brand. on what type of fashion we're talking about. I like fashion. I always look good. Do you like fashion? Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite fashion thing? The fuck? What is? What's your favorite fashion piece? A green T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just wear green. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was expecting someone to say Janko jeans. Because uh, why without, would anyone well, say Janko jeans? All right, without the person that we're roasting today, Janko jeans would have never existed. Because fashion is a natural progression. Okay. Without the previous thing, you don't have, you know, the popular thing right now. Okay, so fashion. Fashion. We're going to roast fashion? Is <laughs> it dead now? Is it dead? No, we are going to roast Coco Chanel. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Gabby's here. Yes. That's right. Wee wee. Gabby, why are you here? Well, I went to FIT for four years. Well, actually, five years. Just kidding. (laughs) It took me longer to get my degree, though, because I switched over from fashion business to fashion art. I did textile design, and I was in the field for about 
three years designing things. Boom. We cool. bring in senior correspondence, motherfucker. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. We I are professional. You can quote her for all your papers, as we like to do. Roast Mortem, put us in your thesis. You good to go. Everything you yeah. hear on the show is double true. One of the reasons why I especially wanted you on the podcast today, because I'm not going to talk shit about her fashion. I'm just going to talk about how she's shitty. Well, who is she? Coco Chanel. I mentioned it already. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's the name of the episode they clicked. Coco Chanel has kind of has the status of being like a almost a feminist icon because she was like super independent. She started this business, you know, and, and her fashion was very progressive. You know, uh, she kind of broke away from that whole wearing the big dress with the poofy frilly things. I don't know. I'm uh, not good at fashion. Shirt. Puffy shirts. What do you call those? <laughs> well, she fucking bustles? bondage things. The corsets. 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 What you're trying to say is she brought it tight but right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Less tight because no corset. Right. Yeah. Well, no, but. The butt right is. It's, if, if it's in the right place. It's, yes, exactly. Mm. Stay to your body, man. Yeah. Like a nice latex paint. <laughs> but there was a very dark side to Coco Chanel that for a very long, for the, for the majority of the 20th century, we didn't know about because uh, it was under wraps. Do people call their clothing wraps? I sure. Man yeah, wraps, sarongs. The wrap That's dress. for my people, Hawaiians. All right. So let's jump right into the Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel. Yeah. So she was born Gabriella. Oh. Uh, but, my, oh, I just got sweat in my eye. Oh. You're steaming uh, up hard. What are you, Charles Barkley? fucking up? <laughs> <laughs> she was. She, let's get right into Coco Chanel. She was born. <laughs> she, she was born Gabriella Bonaire Chanel in 1883. So Coco's an invention. Yeah, we'll get into why she's called Coco. She wasn't born to Coco. So she was born to an unmarried laundry woman in a poor house in Samour in France. Okay, uh, so she is French. She is French. And her, her mother was a laundry woman? Her mother was a laundry woman, and her father, Alfred Chanel, was a traveling underwear salesman. So both laundry. Yeah. Ooh. He was like, pantalones, oi, oi. Right. That's not French. We, oui. uh, we, oui. pantalones. My brother sells it. My other brother sells it. Let's go. Let's put it in the tub. Let's run it. I recently Three found brothers out, pools. I recently <laughs> found out why pajamas became a thing. It was the Brits during the Blitz. They wanted to look decent during escape routes. So, oh, like, really? that's the only reason, like, pajama fashion is a thing. Otherwise, back in the day, you just throw on a gown and a nightcap. But the uh -huh. Brits wanted to look styling as they were ducking and covering. That is interesting, but to break that down a little bit further, the idea of a nightcap is just hilarious to me. Let's get drunk? Or what, do you wear a hat or a nightcap uh, No, drink? no, not, not what we call a nightcap. Okay. Like, I, I, I'll have a nightcap before right. I retire. But, wearing a hat to bed is yeah. stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. so stupid. You're gonna get You're bed inside. hair, and you can, like, get hat hair simultaneously. I understand a do-rag, but white people wearing nightcaps is an abomination. Whoa, 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 hold on. But, but... <laughs> But what Indeed, about, Thomas. That's true. Uncle that's Tom. That's how I feel. I know, but Tom, I'm what about fashion tonight? Yeah, what about that? <laughs> what about that slick back hair? The greased one where you need to wear either a do-rag and you're a white guy. You wear like a do-rag or that, a fucking... That doesn't oh, like, there, there are some gentlemen, including myself, that would do well with a do-rag. Yeah. Not a but, nightcap. But not a nightcap. All right. A like, pointy Scrooge McDuck. Now, what if you have like some kind of hair mask on? Is that What's acceptable? A hair mask? I don't know what a hair mask is. 
Is that a thing that people ladies use? It's like them. a hairnet. Yeah. That's what hairnet. That's what hairnet. Okay. Hairnet. No, I know it's what that not is. a hairnet. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know There's what like it is. There's like oils so. and it oils oh. your hair. Oh, unacceptable. And then you so, wash it the next day. You're, you're talking oh. about a shopping bag with conditioner in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. There you go. Good job. Yeah, I figured it out. Synonyms. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah. her family life, coming from this unmarried woman and the traveling salesman, was not the happiest. Actually, her mother's family had to bribe her father to marry her mother. And they moved into a small... That's just a dowry? Kind of. Yeah. Well, they moved into a small, rundown, single-room lodging area where her and her four siblings and mother and father lived. Tight quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Very tight quarters. Uh, Coco's mother died of tuberculosis when she was 12. Very sad. Pretty yeah. normal for the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, got, sad. Got, not... got tuberculosis. They didn't vaccinate. Yeah, done, didn't vaccinate. They're well, anti-vaxxers. Well, yeah, you don't have vaccinations. <laughs> you're you're going to be subjected to being an anti-vaxxer. And what did her father do? Immediately sent her two brothers to a farm and all three of her sisters to an orphanage in central France. Sexist. I gotta sell underwear. <laughs> you kids gotta get out of here. Wee oui, wee, oui, mademoiselle. <laughs> They're French, right? I got the underwear. Wee oh, wee, oui, oui, poo poo, yo yo. Yeah, here's enough francs to get 20 croissants for the month. <laughs> any more French stereotypes you can jam into the 10th minute of this? this gonna be Do you need any 12, butter? Don't have any. Wee wee, vino drunke. Vino is Italian and. Spanish. I am working on it. Yeah, so Coco in the orphanage learned how to make omelette to fromage. Uh, <laughs> she probably did. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but no, that's where she learned how to sew, and she was also indoctrinated with that 19th century Catholic anti-Semitism. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Christ, you know, Jews were the Christ killer. Yeah. Old well. school. <laughs> so everything I just mentioned was the actual truth. Factual. Oh, good. Thank yeah. you for doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, like doing that. a podcast. But if you talk to Coco, the story was a lot more glamorous. Uh, first off, she would say that she wasn't born in 1883. She was born in 1893. You know, fashion. I never understood lying about your age. No, uh, me neither. I'll get serious as fuck. I think that goes way back to a point when women were looking for for men and they had to present themselves as fertile. And and be in the prime of mothership. Sure, but like because men don't do that, right. women do, and I think it like carried through. Right, it doesn't Maybe. make sense now. It probably didn't make sense then, but there's something inherent. I guess where... it was just easier to hide before internet. Right, if you yeah. went to a deli or a diner and the guy was like, "Hey, <laughs> these eggs are five months old," give them nothing <laughs> to do with what I'm talking. No, about. it's fertile. <laughs> oh my god, that is that's how eggs work. Are... <laughs> That's how eggs do it, you right? You gave Tom an aneurysm. I'm sick tonight. I'm very sick. I'm very ill, and I think Travis is not helping me. So anyway, she would say that she was born 10 years younger, um, and she also said her mother died at a much younger age. Like, she wasn't 12. She was like 3 or something. Wait, wait, wait. She was saying 12? No, no. She, her mother died when she was okay, 12. Okay, I, I was like, like thinking she was claiming she was 10 years younger when she was 12. And I'm like, no, that she, doesn't no, no, fucking no. work. She's claiming she's 10 years younger, but when people asked her, she said her mother died when she was 3. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. So she said that, and she also said her father sailed off to America to seek fortune. And she was left with her two rich aunts. Two rich aunts, eh? That two rich is aunts. very cool. Now, were the, 
Yeah, exactly. That sounds like James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> very, Those ants were rich, though. They just—they were fruit rich. That's about it. Chanel and the giant cocoa. Yeah, nut. Chanel and the giant <laughs> yes. fruits. Well, did she actually have two ants? Absolutely not. No. Who has that? Nah. So that's kind of the the routine of Coco's ethos, right? Like she, whenever something she's a compulsive exaggerator. So like whenever something's too mundane, she'll just exaggerate it and make it more grand. And Mountain I kind of do that sometimes. Sounds out of molehills. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do that sometimes, but not to that extent. I know. I always want to call you out on it, but I'm never going to. Like sometimes I just say I pre all the time. I only pre you twelve pre hours sometimes. a day. I yeah. pre when I'm awake. Yeah, science. <laughs> Yeah, that's how science works. But I almost feel like that attitude is like kind of at the heart of fashion and couture. Uh, I hate that word so much. Yeah, like it's very self-absorbed, petty. So many values. Right? Like I feel like everyone's heard a fashionista, a fashionista or fashionisto say, "I die before I wear that." Or My God. that's horrendous. You know? Like yeah. really? Like you'd rather die before you wear that thing? It's that's very so last season. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! Well, or that's yeah, so like 2010. I'm it's like, oh. taking subjective matter and then making it binary. Yeah, that's what fashion tends to be. Exactly. And as someone who who likes looking good but also hates fashion, it's very upsetting. But anyway, let's move along. All right, Gabby, what would they say nowadays though? I mean, these days people are still saying like, ah, oh, that looks so last season. But there's the hipsters that say. If it looks last season, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, okay. there's always like the anti. You gotta be in the butter zone, but then though. like it's fashion. Everything gets confusing. But I feel like if you're on point for fashion, like it's either in or it's not. And like if it's out, like you're like, oh shit, I'm not gonna wear that. Like because it's gotta be it's like life back or death. Years, almost. Yeah. You know? I want I want slap ra- bracelets to come back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those have never left. So after the years in the orphanage, Coco worked two jobs. One, uh, by day, she was a seamstress, and by night, she worked cabaret. The entertaining art of being nude. Yep. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Dude, I get naked almost every day. And, and do you entertain yourself? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> to your, to what audience? There, there are some people, men and, and women, out there that can take their clothes off fantastically. It's an art. Yeah. Gabby, what do you say about that? <laughs> about, <laughs> about Tom. Stri- he's a stripper. Oh, stripper. He's a natural born stripper. Natural he's just humble. Stripper. You know when Gumby walks. You know when Gumby walks a long distance with one leg up in the air. That's how I undress. Oh yeah, love natural it. paint. It looks stripper. terrible. I'm basically just saving on animation costs when I take off my clothing. Yeah, so that's what they did that for. So her cabaret time. This is where she took the name Coco. And it was either, there's like a legend going on, so it's either based off a popular French song called Coco Rico, Coco. Okay. Or, it's Coco based, or it's based off the word Cococette, which means kept woman, woman. Cocat, yeah. Coco, Cococette. Cococat, I guess. It's like super cocat. Yeah. You cannot have, so sex. Yeah, the kept, kept sexual. Do you want to know a fun fact? Yes. What's that? So in Portuguese... Coco. If you say Coco, means poop. <laughs> <laughs> Coco. Poop Chanel. Coco was said, yeah, poop Chanel. Coco was said not to have a very uh, great singing voice, but in cabaret, as we mentioned before, not important. it's more about the performance. 
showing some legs, shaking some boobies, showing some confidence. And and you're gonna be you're gonna have the voice of an angel. How long are your nipples, baby? <laughs> they hang to your knees. Thirty nine centimeters. Coco was a big hit with military men, <laughs> and would have them standing at attention uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, when the, the the tip jar came around. Okay, good. Just writing. like church, just the tip, great writing, just the tip. And that that trend kind of uh, continued throughout her life. She was attracted to military and political men, and it was basically anyone that had influence and had a seemingly endless wallet. Okay, okay, not a gold digger. But, uh, mm. what? Entrepreneur. Clout digger? She's looking for investments. I would put her as, like, the archetype of a gold digger. Uh, okay. Essentially. And we'll find out about that shit. I just want to put it out here, Coco was never married, uh, but had many affairs, most of them extramarital affairs. How could she have extramarital if well, she was other, never married? Other, well, other, other she, people. She, was okay. she wasn't. Okay. She was always that hoe. She was that, that bitch. She okay. was that side bitch. She always knew what was going on. That's one advantage of never being married and being into married guys is that you always know what's happening. You're the greasy one. She was a yeah. home wrecker. You yeah, got home the inside info. Yeah. In 1906, Coco met an ex-French cavalry officer and wealthy textile heir named Antoine. And that's not try his name. hard. Balsam. I got that's, his last name. That's a dressing. Balsam. That's a dressing. <laughs> Balsamic. Try his name again with your mouth. Antoine. Antenna. Anthony? Anthony? That's not Anthony. That's I know, but you, e. we'll cut you <laughs> a break. All right, you Anthony. Can, thank you. Anthony Balsamic. The French Anthony don't use Balsamic. their mouths. All right, yeah. Anth- uh, Anthony Balsamic. <laughs> Anthony Balsamic. All right, we made such a deal He's about French his name. Is, what did he do again? I totally forgot. So he was a textile heir. He is like heir to a textile okay. emperor. What's his deal with Chanel? Uh, Coco quickly became his new mistress, replacing a very famous French courtesan at the time, and moved into his chateau. Okay, so the side bitch is knocking out the other side bitch. Yep, exactly. Oh, okay. Good on her. So for three years, she lived in overindulgence, showered in diamonds, dresses, pearls. Sure. Uh, they would throw wild, decadent parties filled with the French elite, you know. So edible arrangements every morning, Papa John's every night. Yeah. Yeah. Which was not just commoner food at the time. No. For those of you who understand what Papa <laughs> yeah. is. Did your local team score two goals? Doesn't matter because this is old timey. You're not getting that free pizza. The original Papa John Pop Pop Scenes. That's what they call it. <laughs> Pop Pop Cena? It was fine dining. But anyway, moving right. on. Anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, well, during this time, Coco started to design hats. Uh, That's a weird start. It's usually underwear for couture people, but hats are fine. She makes some fancy hats with like feathers and shit. So she's making hats, and this is quick, not a tangent, but a quick vote. Are you naked if you're only wearing a hat? Uh, (laughs) I feel you got to go by what newspapers would report, and they would want to trump the headline. So So it would be like, Florida man is naked with hat. Yes. So one yes. I feel like hat is also like just wearing socks. Okay, so yes. Yeah. Okay. But I feel yeah, if I mean, you're hatted and socks. I already got like, your yes. Yeah. It's hat moving on, Cody. <laughs> there are some only. hats that are elaborate and might cover your whole body somehow. Like Ooh. a hijab. Gabby doesn't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go with a yes. All right. So <laughs> no, no, no. That's yes. a no. That's a no. Because it covers the whole body, not, not naked. I'm going with yes. 
I'm sorry, you've outnumbered. <laughs> so she's making hats and she's rubbing tips with all the Parisian artists and politicians. She's getting all those penises hard, getting all those vaginas wet. Ooh, it's like, whoa, what's up? I'm a lady. Okay. Look at my. So she's using her cabaret clout to move hats. Yes. Okay. Uh, Natural. Two, two years into Coco's romance with uh, balsamic vinegar. Okay. <laughs> That's what Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Um, she cheats on him with her, uh, with his best friend, uh, Captain Edward Chappell. Captain Thousand Island. Captain Thousand. <laughs> well, this Edward, uh, his nickname was Boy. <laughs> just, bo- just Boy. A lot no. of nicknames are just Boy. Just Boy. Boy? He's, yeah, he's a British How old boy. was he? He was a British boy. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he was a boy, regardless of yeah, his no. age. Yeah, he was an old man. Well, not really that old. He was like, his actual I was name a boy, again? and uh, I am Edward Chappell. <laughs> you can call me Boy, mate. <laughs> you can call me Boy, mate. That sounds sick. Yeah, this man's me, a Catherine. pervert. In it, in it, in it. In it. <laughs> Yeah, Coco dates pervs. Yeah. So Coco would later, <laughs> Coco, Coco would later describe this time of her life as two gentlemen were outbidding for my hot little body. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, she's aware at least. She's aware. It's up front. It's what we do. It's why we've survived as a race until now. I like her honesty. Yeah. Exactly. She just gets to the point. Yeah. She's beelining the process, and I appreciate that. I mean, that is the one thing about Coco throughout this entire story before we get into the real fucked up shit, which is going to come, is that Mm. she was honest with what she did. And she said it how it was. This is interesting. I appreciate that. that. Mm -hmm. This is is very interesting because you put an honest dirt bag on our table. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, boy... Uh, had a lot. Boy had a, <laughs> the boy had a lot of influence. Her boy had a lot of influence in Paris, gay Paris. If you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Boy time in yeah. gay Paris. Her boy hooked her up with uh, an apartment in Paris. Financed her first shops. How are we? And then when boy got married, <laughs> I was saying when boy got married, he kept on banging Chanel. The boy. Oh. The boy was keep keep fucking but Chanel. So I mean, he's banging the champ. Yeah, Bang. banging the champelle. So, yeah, it's your boy. All right, so keep in mind what time period we're in. We're, we're going into the 1910s and all this shit. 19. It's the turn, turn of the century. Yeah, 1910s. 1910s. So is it World War One yet? Good good thing. We're mm. going into World War One. It's we're a also, brewing. We're also going into women's suffrage. That's another big mm-hmm. fucking issue. Workers' rights. How Wim- old does Women's she suffrage is not an issue. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna... That, that's, women's suffrage is not an issue. That's a good thing. We want that. No, but it's an issue that was brought up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying, <laughs> saying women voting is a problem. No, 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 no that's it's not what I was saying. It's a problem. There's an issue with current whole, events. There's a whole you, issue of equality. <laughs> fucker, you made me snort with that. <laughs> so here's where the, her, 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 her hypo- the legacy of her... Hypocrisy, bab, like, bab, jab, words. Stop it. Bab, dare, pop, dare. Travis, I excuse me. Talk. I'm going to limit you to John. weird words for the rest of the cast. All right. Papa John's. <laughs> That's weird. No. No. All right. Listen, we have, we have people at home. They're listening. They want to hear what we have to say. So here's where the hypocrisy of her legacy begins. See, that's a tongue twister. Uh, so a lot of people see Coco as this, like, feminist, independent self-made woman which that's my current picture right now yeah there's some there's some truth to that you know for sure you know she came from a very poor upbringing mm-hmm. and you know there weren't a lot of opportunities the and rising star on. yeah but 
while she did maybe transform women's fashion from corsets and shit to flu- uh, to more sleek, less dainty fucking fashion, we've got like major issues going on here with like women's rights and shit and the world, you okay. know. All right, so uh, in terms of being self-made, I feel like we can already kind of dismiss that because she wasn't paying her own rent. She okay. was like, you know, people were just self-made, paying for everything, pretty much. We all know women. Like some this, women do that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Not she, all women. She was able some. to network very well. I don't give her that much. Too, I'm sure. Yeah, she networked her way. Yeah, people's no. pockets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but feminist. I mean, like, there were women at the time that were making, like, huge strides in sciences and working towards, like, men's and women's rights with, like, factories and, you know, careers. Mm. And she's pretty much just, like, gold digging off people. You she's know what I mean? gold digging and she's creating she's fashion being, that she's has, being like... the counterexample. Oh! Also, like, think of the feminists at the time. They were starving themselves to get the right to vote and she wasn't doing any dick, you know? There's another thing. But anyway... Also, millions of women around the world were going to, behind, you know, within artillery fire to, like, fight in this war. You know, or not necessarily fight, but, like, act as support yeah. for the troops. And this and is World War One. This is World War One. Okay. And what was what was she doing? She used boys mo- her boys' money <laughs> to open up a boutique next to a casino in neutral Spain. Fuck casino. Boutiques. Where she started blowing Dmitry Patronov. Who was a member of the Romanov family Romanov. at the time. Uh, and the Romanovs were the royalty of Russia. Right. Who was recently deposed. And a state. They, were going, they yeah. were going through yeah. some rough times. This go. is World War One. Yeah. This is uh this is some difficult shit. So she was blowing some Russian royalty at the time. <laughs> uh yeah. And so I, I would imagine if you if you would ask like one of these women that were like the nurses in World War One, like fighting or, or you know, Supporting the troops right behind the front lines, like oh, Coco Chanel was a feminist. They'd be like, "Fuck you," <laughs> like you know. Yeah, she's uh, selling hats. Yeah, she's selling hats. Is that called milliner or millionaire? Millionaire. Milliner. Who? A hat maker. Oh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> this is why I brought you on here. I don't know about hats. I don't know about. I, used to think. I think it's. I think it's milliner. Also, okay. also with with Gabby being on here, milliner. we have not only someone with fashion experience, but we have someone with language experience. Yeah, I can't speak any languages. She's brought up speaking all that Portuguese and English yeah. at the same time. Also French and a bit of French and I know a little Itali- Italiano. She's got, it. Yeah, she's got it. So ugh. I'm gonna say she's a milliner. Right? I'm gonna say she's a hat all the mills. So for her fine service during the war, she was awarded uh, couturier? The women version of a couture? Is that... Maybe I got that right. I don't know. Go over there. It's a lady couture. You're fine. Just move along. (laughs) More please. Yeah, but there's a female couture. No, we've tangented enough. Get through the story. I need to know. I'm getting on. I'm getting on with it, Tom. I'm getting on with it. Come on. I'm itchy because I've been drinking. So she established her mansion in the heart of Paris. What have you been drinking? Set up this shit. whole shit, and that's when tragedy struck, because Chaboy died in a car accident. Uh, and Coco, and also the Italian mistress that boy had that she didn't know about, got a whole bunch of money. She didn't even know? No. Wait, she she, know she was a side bitch, and she didn't even yeah, know? Yeah, she didn't even know about the Italian Oh, <laughs> fuck! Oh, shit! 
I thought she had it. No, she didn't. So she's a fool. Yeah. Coco fully embraced the 1920s after that. The I'm roaring sure. 20s. Flapping you know? around. Flapping. She's flapping. Flapping with her outfits. And Were there ladies. flappers out of America? Well, she was like one of the big uh, people that started that flapper. Okay, cool. Shit, it started you know? in... No, wait. People can cite this on their papers. It started in Paris. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like part of that. That totally, whole thing. Totally started in Paris. Yeah. But I feel like uh, along with that, she was also diving her face first into mountains of cocaine and doing endless morphine. Do they have cocaine back then? Oh, How yeah. How much 20s, endless morphine? I didn't know they had cocaine back Co- then. Cocaine in the 20s was like premium rush. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought that only started Was it Vin Mariani? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What's that? Vin Mariani. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a drink with That's cocaine a, in yeah. it. Wild, well, Coca-Cola had cocaine in the, in the 18... Uh, I, I feel table salt had cocaine <laughs> in it in the goddamn period. Well, Coco's mor- morphine addiction would last her entire life. Uh, <laughs> they usually yeah. do last. Yeah. Yeah. She would shoot up at least once a day, often just lifting her skirt up and shooting it right into her thigh. Right into the brown ass. <laughs> just right after her Smart. coffee break. Yeah. In the green room. There is actually rum- rumors circulating that her name Coco... Was because she threw the most fabulous cocaine parties in Paris. Ooh, girl. Dude, that is the worst alias I've ever heard of. <laughs> Imagine if I was just like heroin partier. <laughs> like, you just come after me and slap the bracelets yeah. on me. Yeah. I want to just call you Creamy Cody. Creamy Code. Because you always bring like cheese dips. You're welcome. <laughs> You're do, very you, welcome. You bring a lot of very savory foods. A lot of them have to do with cheese. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. There's I, no joke here. I Wait, pull my no, weight. Don't, don't laugh. Don't the, laugh. Cody feeds me. Look at the chips you <laughs> have. The creamy queso chips. Yeah, creamy Cody right there. My good guy. She also hooked up with the likes of Pablo Picasso. Uh, yeah, Igor he doesn't, even know, he doesn't even know where dicks are. <laughs> Look at his pings of faces. They're all over the place. Is that a penis on the ribcage? She met up with her longtime lover, Dimitri, the Romanoff man. Right. Yep. And, uh... He started. He took on the role that boy did. Showered her in pearls, other jewels, basically shit that he ransacked from the R- Russian treasury before the Bolsheviks moved in. Yeah, just like here you go, Coco. Fucking making it rain. Coco was very interested in entering the perfume industry, Ooh. and D- Dimitri financed uh, this whole entire thing by hiring, uh, and he hired a ex-Russian royal chemist to. Come up with those? a whole bunch of different perfumes. Yes. Like Ex-Russian royal chemist. Yes. You could have that on your CV and I would hire you for anything. Whoa, theoretical physicist? Russian ex-royal chemist. Welcome. Yeah, you're, you're it. So this chemist came up with 20... This, this chemist came up with 24 different scents, uh, which was la- labeled numerically. I wonder which one could Great. go well, like. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it should be... <laughs> Yes, one through twenty-four. I don't. Bowers doesn't. Bowers. Yes. There you go. A Bowers. Doesn't. A Bowers doesn't. <laughs> so it was all sent to Coco. Coco liked the fifth smell, thus she created it. Coco or Chanel number five. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you something that one of my fashion teachers taught me in school? What's that? I mean, Keep we have you on this simple, cast. stupid. There you go. Yeah. Which is kiss. 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 <laughs> My your Spanish kiss, teacher also said that. On my lips, can I kiss your kiss? So so far, Coco has just she came out. She she came up from the poor, you know. That's dirtbaggery. No, that's not dirtbaggery. She was poor, 
But she she hoard herself up to the top, mm-hmm. you know, basically just using other people's money to get ahead and showered and all this shit, literal shit. No. <laughs> and now, you know, with the Kogo, you know, Chanel number five, she didn't even make that perfume up. She just was like, hey, I like this one. uncreative this person I was going to say, yeah. a very creative name, thanks to Coco. Yeah. Five. So, so, Gabby, what was happening with fashion in the 20s and 30s and shit? Just a way of a baseline. With Coco. Well, I'll start with the 10s. Okay. Um. So, at that point, people were wearing a lot of pajamas. We were talking about <laughs> pajama-like things. They were influenced by India because of all the imperialism that was going on with the Brits oh, yeah. going to India and stuff like Silks. that. Yeah, it was stuff like Comfy junk stuff. And then uh, in the 20s, since feminism was arising, mm-hmm. women started wearing less body-conforming dresses and outfits. So they were wearing a lot of like square, rectangular kind of silhouettes that didn't like cling to their bodies. Right, so what men wear now, like rompers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, male romper, yes. Male romper. Midwestern men. Yeah. Yes. Hey. They're very square flannels. <laughs> but they didn't tuck them in as our no. Midwestern sexual gentlemen Jeho- do now. So, so they just look like a dreidel. Yeah. yeah. That's Jehovah's Witness underwear. Or, no, Mormon underwear. Well, no, yeah. I was just talking about the squareness and the cuts. But it's all right. Don't yeah. worry about me. I don't care. All right, so moving into the 30s. So, at this point, people were looking... They were looking at the glamorous Hollywood films that were being cast during the time, which was very, like, it was long dresses, lots of furs, mm, all this jazz. Right, people couldn't actually afford that. Right, so it was like they they cut back on the fabric yeah. Now they're like going all out on the fabric and the furs. Yeah. And shit. Mm. If- well, the Hollywood actresses are, but the regular people are showing their ankles. Oh, <laughs> show us your ankles, love. My goodness. Yeah. In it. Capris. <laughs> I, I actually know an interesting bit of tidbit about fashion in America. If we're in the, was it post-depression era, Travis? Yes. Um, I know that. We're, yeah. we're in like depression-ish era. Okay, cool. So one of the tricks that was going, fashion tricks that was going on during the, the the depression is that I know flour, flour sellers, distributors, flour floral, flour as in baking ingredient. Oh, okay. They would sell their flour in patterned flour sacks so they could be repurposed for children's clothing. Oh, really? It was wow. it was a common thing during the depression to like turn flour sacks into like a child's gown for sleeping or something. So the flour manufacturers noticed how rough times their, you know, demographic were having and began printing floral patterns on their flour sacks. So mm. Well, that's stupid and Coco Chanel didn't agree with any of that. <laughs> Uh, because her her fucking perfume <laughs> perfume was raking in the dough. She was like, "Fuck you, give me all that shit." She was trying to get fucking handshakes from the businessmen, trying to fucking get the white loads from the other businessmen, and you know the Sesmans was flowing. Fuck the you. business was flowing as it do. So I'm saying in 1922, we're back in the 20s. He was talking about the 30s, we're back in the 20s. All right. Oh fuck, I gotta say more names. Theophile? What? Theophile? Theophums. Theophile? A man. A man. Theophile, I just want you to know, literally translates to religion. Hold on, do me a favor. Religion. Religion lover. Batter. Bad ER. Batter. So, 
Theophile, <laughs> aka Religion Theophil. Lover. This Theophil. is a character that we're introducing into our narrative. Yeah. So he he owned the famous uh, Galleries Lafayette, a department store in Gay Paris. You've been there? I've been there. And you know that hat I have? Have you seen it? That the little Yeah, the cloche. little bucket hat. I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's yeah. where I got the hat. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah, you I... know it. Well, she met up with this dude, and she also met up with two other guys named Pierre and Paul and Mortimer. Pierre and did, Paul Did she Eiffel Tower with them? Probably. <laughs> Easy. Huh. Probably. I hope she did. Because that's very, very liberating for anyone. Liber- it's the most French thing you can do. When in Rome, baby. So Pierre and Paul were uh, cosmetic manufacturers and distributors. So like they were putting out all the shit. They were like, you know. The four of them created a corporation named Parfume Chanel. It's not perfume. It's like parfume. parfume. It's yeah. French. Don't yeah, parfume Chanel. The the Watermer brothers had the factories and offices in Paris and New York. And financed the production and marketing and distribution of Chanel Number no. Five. Uh, Balder, the guy who was or Batter, whatever we're calling him, uh, would supply the stock in his luxurious stores around the world. Okay. And Coco was basically just licensing her name and withdrawing all involvement from the business. I was going to ask what her fucking involvement is, and it makes sense. It was nothing. Yeah, nothing. So the way the com- the corporation was split is that the Watermoons owned seventy percent, Batter owned twenty percent, and Chanel owned ten percent. For what? For what? It her, her name? Her name. That's it. That's it. Ten percent of an entire business just for the name. Yeah, and it's a global business at this. So point. she's already at the point where her name has weight. Yeah. So they all agreed on the terms of the corporation, but w- after a few months of the agreement, Coco acted like she'd been swindled by the Watermer brothers because what? she was like, oh, uh, I'm only getting 10%. Like, what? For nothing. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, what? Maybe I'm misunderstanding and, Travis. Yeah, and this is I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast the whole 19th century anti-Semitic thing. Watermer, it's a Jewish Oh, uh, okay. It's a Jew, the brothers were Jewish. Yeah. So and this is going right. to come up. Like she's going to be fighting this throughout the entire thing and we'll get more into it. But in 1923, her friend Vera Bate Lombardi introduced uh, her to an extremely wealthy man named U Richard Arthur Governoris, uh the, basically the Duke of Westminster. So hold on. History is very important. This. So why don't you try to say that name again? I can't say names, dude. Say I hate name. names. Just say names. Go- think, did gov- you say governs- huge governor? Huge dick art? Yeah, huge dick art. So what are we gonna call him? Huge dick art? We're gonna huge. call him by what all of his friends call him, Bender. All right, cool. <laughs> Which my is ca- my the- kind of guy. Oh yes. So she became Bender's mistress for ten years. We already know Coco. What happens when you're? You know, the mistress. That's not a title or anything to brag about. <laughs> uh, oh, I date Coco. Yeah, all of us do. Yeah. So Bender showered, the Duke of Westminster showered her in jewels, art, a home in London's prestigious Mayfair district, a fucking French villa in the French Riviera. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, just... It's good to know people's situation. Did her vagina yeah. turn dicks into gold? What is going on here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like... She she was just rolling it like the equivalent today of like multi million dollars. But in I want to say she's almost like a unpopular Anna Nicole Smith. She t- was the t- one t- that died. 
right? Yeah, yeah. She, she passed lot, away, yeah. and those tits are there. <laughs> yeah, They're still there in and her it, grave. Yeah, probably. ashes to ashes. They're probably all rotten and stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were fake, but I would not call her nobody. <laughs> <laughs> she was somebody. All right, you 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 tell your friends that yeah, Anna Co- Nicole Smith. Yeah, Cody was a somebody. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and to our audience, the same. Yes. So the Duke of Westminster gave her access to the highest level levels of the British aristocracy. I feel like I'm going to ask this a lot, but why question mark? Why? Why? Well, why? because she was banging the Duke of Westminster. And I guess you're going to say that a lot. Yeah. She like, was banging All right, fine. Yeah, she's fucking black. Let's see if we can was, get a bit going. Was everyone banging the Duke of Westminster? I feel like I've heard that a lot. He had a mile long dick. The Duke You'd of Westminster. Banging the Duke of Westminster <laughs> over it's, here. It's probably yeah, because well, it's worth bragging about. If, if you, yeah, if you are the Duke of Westminster, your dick is fucking hard like Big Ben. You're fucking donging. The you whole know? day. Dong, ding dong, ding along, dong. 25 7. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 25 7. It's a lot of donging. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> a lot of dinging and donging. So she had access to princes, MPs, and most importantly, uh, Winston Churchill. I like that. She had access. Yeah. To Winston Churchill. Basically a big old boner garage. But, ooh, that's a beautiful Never term. heard that one before. <laughs> Let us know if you've never heard that one before. That's a great one. Her main squeeze, the Duke of Westminster at the time, was an outspoken anti-Semite and a homophobe. Uh-oh. And Coco Chanel shared the same, you know. <laughs> so the Duke, in particular, had a, a dog that he named simply Jew. <laughs> and the both of them got oh. a big kick out of that. Oh, Lord. oh man! Probably kicked the dog. I know this is an exaggeration, but I, the I, Duke also was very good friends with a man la- named Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Why is that familiar? Who's that? Yeah, you know What's that going guy? On? He's got a weird mustache. I've definitely heard that name. Weird before. mustache. <laughs> was he in the silent films with the slapstick comedy? No, yeah, he had the yeah. same. Right? He had, yeah, right. Right. He, he had, had the, the cane and the no, boulder. Uh-huh. He had the same mustache he, that um, pianos fell on him, and he had the same mustache that Michael Jordan had in the early nineties. Oh no, no, that was <laughs> oh, early two thousand. Yeah, oh, early two thousand. <laughs> well, it's not. I don't think Coco ever met Adolf. There are many smiley photos of the Duke and Hitler chilling, and like I've, while they were fucking each other. One, one degree. Yeah, one degree of separation. One degree of. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel if you're just a, a generally renowned person in Europe during this time period, you may have sat down with somebody from the Wehrmacht. Yeah. And that's going just... that's going to play a big thing with this whole story. Oh lord. Also, most yeah. most of Europe didn't really hate Germany before Hitler became what we know him as. Hitler was yeah. a war hero he, before he was a dirtbag. Well, no, well, he, he wasn't, wasn't a, war really a war hero, hero. But, but when he took power, he was not as anti-Semitic and as fascist as he was. He abused the slippery slope principle. He did. He did. And, and that's, he's an example of the slippery slope argument actually working. It's very rare in that context. Right. I mean, there were a lot of people around the world, like fucking Ford. You yeah. ever fucking buy a Ford car? I did. Well, I mean, e- even England was very friendly yeah. with, with Germany during Hitler's initial rise to power. Right. They really didn't have any beef with him. And then Once started shit, throwing got, down. shit got dark. And yeah. there was actually members of the royal family was who like, were like <clears throat> kind of torn. Right. 
It One of like, them was Edward the Seventh, uh, who abdicated the throne. He got married to a a American woman. Yes, I remember her. And yeah, abdicated yeah. the throne. Who was one of the reasons he left the throne was because she was twice divorced too. Well, yeah, that's true. But he was really friend. He was friends with Hitler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she was. He was friends with Hitler. She was friends with Hitler. You have all these English folks there that none of the royal community wants to talk about. Right. Very dark stuff. Friends yeah. with Hitler is a great insult that I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna hold on to and spring once in my life and make sure it works. Yeah. So Coco is chilling with all these friends of Hitler. The whole decade of her relationship with the Duke, she was fucking everyone. Still living fast and free. I feel like that's hyperbole, but not. No, it's not hyperbole. It's high dickily. My dick is high. Confirm. Oh jeez. <laughs> so Confirm dick high. Confirm his yeah his hard. So pain. two of her lovers were French poet Pierre Rivardi. Okay, Rivardi. Rivardi. Pierre Rivardi. <laughs> you Rivard. That's how <laughs> I'll say like, it. Yeah, you Rivard. I'm gonna say it. And uh, illustrator Paul Iber. Paul Iber. So with Pierre Rivardi and Paul Iber, I just want to remind our listenership that you should be <laughs> quoting us on your theses. <laughs> I beer every podcast. All right. As an so, FIT graduate, you may. Yeah. Yeah. You may quote me. There you go. There you go. So, so we have one science. And, and everyone else here. Because, yeah, science. Yeah. So so they, they were definitely Eiffel Towering her. Because there's two of these guys at the same time. When you say Premium definitely. Rush, definitely. Do you mean absolutely? I mean, wee wee. I mean, wee wee. Wee. Poussin. They say wee wee. Wee wee fish. In, fr- in Paris. Wee wee wee. Wee-wee. 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 So they were they were sticking the wee wees in her, and uh, they were also ultra nationalist and anti republic, and they started a, a, a newsletter named Le Timion, the Times. Yes, the Times. <laughs> I, did I get that right? I don't know. Kind I don't of, speak maybe. French. I okay, just, I just want just my guess. gut. You gotta ask Gab. Ask Gab. Timion. Timion. Times. I All just right. guessed that. Just give me a weird look. Timion. <laughs> I'm gonna go with late Timmy on. No, no, no. Uh, temps is the time. time okay. temps. Right. Maybe temperature, climate. Maybe yeah, yeah, atmosphere. It's, like, yeah. it's spelled like temps. Like tempo. But yeah, that's not it. it then. No, it looks all different. Because <laughs> <French is laughs> fucking. Right anyway, anyway, no. Let us know. Yeah. So, so Chanel financed this paper, <laughs> this article, and the article main the, the the newsletter mainly focused on encouraging anti-foreigner and anti-Semitic things in the paper there's actually a particular piece where that's a rag yeah you can see coco chanel like it's a character of coco chanel and she's like lying over dead and hitler's there like leaning over and there's a whole bunch of like men that are characterized as jewish with long noses right like trying to grab money out of her pocket Uh, okay yeah that's solid propaganda (laughs) yep solid yeah i I appreciate good propaganda not you know i appreciate good art yeah, exactly. I mean, it did I'll look. Re- I, I exactly. myself from the message. You're you know, Jewish. You can be, say this. To be honest, the artwork was very good. <laughs> it Prop- was very good. It be- propaganda look, is always it's a good. Terrible artwork. fucking message. Yes. Good art, bad message. Pro- propaganda is only as good as the art. Yes. And uh, with that, I'll say Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> In 1939, World War II breaks out. I feel like I've said this many times on the podcast. We know when World War II happens. I. Thank you for being the one that knows it. Yeah. How did Coco Chanel contribute to the war? Well, first, she closed all of her shops, put 4,000 women out of work. Good start. But really needed the money, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. And her justification is, 
Now is not the time for fashion. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, it's very I, conflicting. That, yes, well, I believe wartime is not fashion time. Right. But that's not justification for sacking your workforce that needs it right. more now than ever. Yeah. So here's the kicker is that uh, two years prior, those women were fighting for equal wages. And a lot of people thought that Coco would just... This was retaliation for their strikes that they were pulling off. Okay. Like, hey, you guys fucking pulled a strike. Uh, now is not the time for war. Get out of here. It's kind of like how America's always like, now's not the time to discuss gun violence. There was just a shooting. Right, yeah, yeah. That shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she, she was working that, working that situation. Not mean? Not mean. Not mean. So she maintained her, her, her very expensive mansion in Parrish. Paris, Paris, Paris. All, yeah. Uh, she kept spewing more anti-Semitic nonsense, saying the Jews were a threat to Europe as they were all Bolsheviks. She also strengthened her social ties to London and Berlin. That's yeah. playing both sides of the field, like our boy Edward. Yeah, Chapman. exactly. Yeah, during this this period pre-war, like right or the beginning of war, Winston Churchill actually visited her at her apartment. And cried into her arms about the abdication. No, of you Edward. cry into her bosom, not her arm. Yeah, Dumbass yeah. Winston. <laughs> cry into yeah. her tits. Look, if I'm pissed off about some war shit, I'm going to cry into some tits. Right? Yeah. Right. She, 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 right. He cried about the abdication of Edward VIII. Cried in them titties. She didn't have really big titties, to be honest. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no, every, no, no, just... every titty is beautiful. <laughs> mm. Every titty is beautiful. I, I agree. I agree he with cried that, into so. her butt. Yeah, uh, she might have had a badonk, though. Unless your tit has, like, a spiderweb tattoo on it, then it's beautiful. What if your anus has... <laughs> what if your anus has uh, barbed wire around it? Is that's, that no entry? No, it's pretty sexual. So. <laughs> you brought this up before? I think as long as a woman know. looks good... It, it matters where she looks good. Yeah, if she's yeah. looking good, and then if, if she has to spread her anus to explain why she doesn't look good, I'm still gonna say she looks good. Alright, but what if I have what if I have a tattoo of my dick? I'm well I'm just I'm just gonna say this, Tom. I I'm gonna put this out to the to the internet. I'm a grower. I'm not a shower. You're not a shower? I'm not right. a shower. We're going. We're gonna cut this out of the episode. We're not going. I'm not going to I'll I'll say it. I'm a grower. I'm, I'm a grower. A grower. So what if what so, are you? I'm a <laughs> shower, not a grower. Yes, yeah, so I'm a grower. <laughs> but what if I got a tattoo on my dick mm-hmm. that said, hey now, and then when I got hard, it said, you're an all-star. You're an all-star. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that would be sexual. That would be very sexual. It would be flattering if I was the woman with you. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. just like, okay, Tom, hey now. you still have to show me that porn with the guy with the poison. Oh, yeah. If you've seen a pornography... <laughs> With a man who has poison in Old English written down his penis. Can you please send it to us? Are we doing some... And Mike's just got here. Are we doing oh, some Mike's ID here. notification? I'm just putting it out there. All right. We, we know how World War II happens. The Nazis roll through Paris. And... Just down yeah, they a hill. Fucking, they, they, wreck, like... <laughs> they wreck fucking Paris. Like, lo Coco Chanel had relocated to the Hotel Ritz. Which would be notable because that's where all of the occupied senior officers, upper echelon of the Nazis, would stay in okay. Paris. Mm-hmm. They'd all located the Hotel Ritz. But she was already there. So, pinkies up, Hotel Ritz. So you're saying she's throwing hot poon around. Is she that's using the Ritz to throw the poon? She is. Ah! Exactly, she is. So, during her stay in this hotel, she met another longtime lover, 
Hans Gunther Dinklage. Oh. <laughs> Like oh, Peter. Like Peter Dinklage, yes. <laughs> yes. No, he's Hans Dink. If you want me on Tom's level right now, you think of a little small man who's very good at acting. No, this is a, like, Aryan, I, I play tennis. Small man, very good blonde. at acting. <laughs> Hans Dinklage. Okay, we can... Small man, so good at acting. Wait, question. Um, bringing it back to the Ritz. Have any one of you been to the Ritz? No. No. I have went you, to the oh, Ritz of course you last have. year in, in London. Oh. In London. Shit. I had tea. Was Afternoon it tea. It's mandatory over there. Yes, exactly. What'd you have? Was it Ritzy? You, it was funny. The rules were that you, like, women had to wear a dress. <gasps> so I couldn't have my dick <gasps> okay on the table? <laughs> You're a man. What does that have to do with so, women wearing dress? As I know, long as there were my... little tiny finger sandwiches on it. Put your goddamn <laughs> okay. dick away. Wait, I gotta put my dick on a finger no. sandwich? Everyone, <laughs> I like that idea. Shut up. Why do we accept finger sandwiches as a proper noun? It's not a proper P noun, but like an... Because they fit on your finger. But all, who eats a sandwich with a fork, motherfucker? I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but who but who puts their cock in, cocktail in a weenie? So, Hans Dinklage was a former German diplomat for Paris. Okay. Pre-war. All right. Uh, he was the attorney general of Nazi Germany. Okay. And he was a high-ranking officer in the German military intelligence since 1920. And in 1941, they were known as the Gestapo. So, they were really touching tips hard. In this hotel. And if you imagine the scene in The Shining where the blood just shoots down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was all did, na- okay. that was all Nazi cum. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> just not- Nazi cum. Nazis come red. She's banging the dink. The, she's getting the dink. She's sucking the dink. Right. Sucking the dink. Sucking the dink. Sucking And she is very delighted in the fact that the Parisian Jews are being rounded up and sent out to camps. Parisian Jews? What? Like, what do you mean? Jews from Paris. Yeah, there's a lot of oh, Jews in Paris. I thought Per. My mistake. Jews Pers- were yeah, all pre- over I- the place. Pre World War II, Jews were all everywhere. Over the place. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. I confused Persian for Parisian. Yeah, Paris. That's okay. Excuse me. So she's like, hey, all these Jews are leaving. I love it. Hate Jews. Because she's a mean idiot. <laughs> <laughs> While she lamented over the fact that Paris and France had been conquered by another country, okay. she was pretty happy with the new leadership. All right. Because she was an anti-Semite. Right, and she's also been dinking hands. Yeah, using her hands to make the dink happy. Uh, so by sucking off the dink, she released her nephew from a prisoner camp. Her nephew was a freedom fighter. How did she release? Just like, ha, wave a magic wand well, and do she so? Well, she was hanging out with all the Nazis. She oh, was like, wave hey. a magic pussy and do so. <laughs> she yeah. waved okay, someone else's you. wand. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He got out, but this was only the, uh, the, 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 she just broke her cherry of the Nazi involvement. <gasps> okay, no, cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that Gestapo cherry. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going now, for it. Now I want more. Right. First mortem cast, we popping that Gestapo cherry, baby. Now, the details of Coco Chanel's affairs with the SS and the Gestapo was covered up for many years by Coco Chanel and the Coco Chanel Company. Oh, mm. Why? Uh, is, is it bad PR to associate yourself yeah, with is. the Gestapo? In 2011, the World War, World War II documents were released and declassified, and a man named Hal Vaughn, who was a journalist 
cool in name. Paris. Super cool name. Sifted through all these documents and pieced together a true in-depth, you know, expose. Expose. That's the word <gasps> of Coco Chanel's wartime activities. Exposing the Coco. Yeah. All right. And I read Hal's book, Sleeping with the Enemy, Coco's Secret <laughs> okay. War. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great book. If you want to read that. This isn't tabloid nonsense. Like, this dude, just to give a quick background on him, mm-hmm. he served in World War One or World War II, Korea, the, the, the Korean War. Korean conflict. Korean conflict, not yeah. a war. Yeah. That. And uh, also served for the U.S. Foreign Service. That's a lot. He was a, he was a United States he citizen. He did his time. Yeah. So he, he knew about these, like, clandestine operations. He wasn't... He could sift through this information and decipher all of it. It's not like... Fucking Joe Schmo. Right. Like, I didn't have that jerk off on fucking Coco Chanel's. Yes. There was learning this behind these. Yeah. So, back to Coco. Dinklage knew all about Coco's social connections and her networking abilities and was especially interested in her closeness to Winston Churchill and the Duke of Westminster. It's a lot of closeness that she's abusing. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the Nazi enemy, if you know what I mean. Hey. Yeah, Tom. Hey. Tom, fucking pay attention, we're doing I'm a podcast. Pay attention. What, are you texting over there? No, no, I was just, uh, I'm really hungry. <laughs> oh my god. We had ramen. Are you ordering later. Papa John's? No. Continue. More please, Travis. He's ordering Papa John's. I want to learn about history. Yeah. Oh, let's uh, fill my stomach with history. Tommy. All right. Well, Dinklage <laughs> took a hearty trip to Berlin, met with Mr. Hitler, met with Goebbels. Mr. Hitler. Met with Goebbels and the Abwehr, the head of the Abwehr, Hermann Nürburger. Nürburger. Yeah, Another callback to John Chapman. He dealt with the Abwehr. Yep. Exactly. Wait, so Coco Chanel was hanging out with Hitler? No, she wasn't Close hanging out with to. Hitler, but like. She was dicking someone that hung out with him. Oh, that's yeah. fucked. Yeah. In a circle. Yeah. It, uh, so they discussed a whole bunch of things about Coco, and the head of the Abwehr decided, hey, Coco was a perfect candidate to make a SS Abwehr officer. Or a spy. Oh, I my lord. Really? Yeah. So Coco's official, she was fi- officially a Nazi spy. Her agent number was f seven one. Two four code name Westminster. So they knew uh, what they wanted to do with her. And we still buy her product today, right? I guess she's not been charged for like war crimes or something like that. We're, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that, and, and and we're gonna jump back into the 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 Warheimer, the the people that owned most of her business right now. Let's do it. Let's find out what these scum did. Right, so Coco was living amongst the top brass of the Nazis at the time, and she said, hey, you know, not only was her sales soaring with her clothing, and she was making that 10% off the fucking Coco shit on number five. Sweet, sweet 10. But, you know, she still felt like she'd been shafted by these these Jewish Parisians, <laughs> the, the Warheimers. Warheimers. You've, you've been using that a lot. Warheimers. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that War-timers. means... Warheimers. I think Heim means home. Yeah. So it's like those who are comfortable in the home of war, which is like mm. a weird, weird nomenclature. That is weird. Yeah. So she held that grudge. They had that 70%. They had bought out the other dude, so now they own 90% of the company, and uh, she owned 10%. 
Coco petitioned the Nazis to reclaim the Wertheimer assets on account of her Aryan birthright and the fact that the property was owned, still owned by Jews and was abandoned when the Wertheimers left Paris. She hired a Dr. Kurt Blanke. I'm assuming that the E is an E. Kurt Blanke. Is that, that, I think that translates to white church. Yeah. Mm. And he was the lawyer. Uh, so she hired him, him as a lawyer. Kurt was actually appointed by Berlin to oversee the Entjuden, which was the elimination of <gasps> Jew- Jewish influence in Paris. So real nice guy. But luckily the Wartheimers were thought ahead of this. They knew that the Nazis were going to take over Paris. So they had fled and they had handed over all the Chanel assets to a man named Felix Amot, who was a Christian French... Aryan, not Jewish, not Jewish. Yeah, got right. it. So th- these battles played out in court, but this dude, fucking Felix, was like, "Hey, I'm fucking Aryan. I own the company. I'm Aryan. I win here." Yeah, great for him. Well, all right. So that paints a picture. So any of you Jews out there who uh, rock this <laughs> Chanel, <laughs> whoa, maybe F- think about maybe a think bit. a little different about it. Downgrade to like Chanel number two. Just go to Old Navy. It's better. <laughs> yeah, Old Navy is great. One of the things I love about Old Navy is they have a great um, line of uh, shorts. Yeah. They're called the Cheddar Biscuit. No, way. and you put those on there. You believe, put them on there. I believe Cheddar you're biscuit. thinking of Red Lobster and <laughs> no. Old Navy are different things. No. Yep. No, <laughs> yes. I'm not. Have you guys heard of Old Navy sixty nine? What? Is that a thing? <laughs> Hold on. What? Are you talking is that, about? Is that where you sixty nine sure. with blue jeans on? Are you yeah. talking about Subway? Yeah, you know it. It's like dry humping, but you're sixty nineing. So okay, so it's a kinetic sixty nine. Yeah, it's all fucking cussed up with yeah. brass. Where's the fun in that? I feel <laughs> all cussed up. I feel if you have braces and your partner isn't having a Brazilian wax, it's just painful. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She's wearing fucking denim. The Old denim Navy. boys are coming, and everyone's <laughs> running. Old Navy fleeces available that's for eighteen ninety nine. That that's what I want to say before to everyone on Twitch is that our official sponsor of this episode is Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my God, don't believe the, the new Navy. Are, the, are those sexual jeans or what? Yeah, let's get on it. Super sexual. <laughs> Last year's fashion for today's folks. <laughs> for today's prices. Yeah. All right. So back That's to Coco. She doesn't know. We don't know all the details of Coco's clandestine work for the Nazis. Uh, she did keep up communication with uh, Churchill during the war, but it seemed Ugh. it seemed fairly friendly. There was some pro-German stuff going on there, but like nothing too crazy. Hey, man. Okay. So wait, she's reporting to the Abwehr and the Allies and talking to Churchill. Yeah, uh, at the same time. Not even just the Allies. It's yeah. Churchill. Oh, it's like when oh. Obama—it's like when Obama was really into those North Korean cam girls. Very <laughs> I remember that. Oh very, yeah, very similar. Oh yeah, very similar. Very similar. So as the war waged on for the Nazis, a lot of the Nazi elites kind of started to realize Hitler was fucking nuts and hell bent on just you know. Destruction of everything, ripping anus. Yeah, of course he's Jews. nuts, Travis. He was a vegetarian. Yes, he was fucking crazy idiot, fucking cauliflower Stupid. eater. Stupid, dude. You know they have that fucking shit that's like cauliflower, but like you can make it into rice and shit. It's called cauliflower rice. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not drunk enough to mix those words up. I'm very sick right now. I have a, I have a contagion. <laughs> 
Hitler was really a vegetarian. Yeah, he was. And that was his downfall. He liked too much fish stick. Yeah, he hated it. I can't believe that old people, he's a vegetarian. Oh, well, I mean, I can believe it. He also didn't like smoking. Really? A lot. He hated, he hated smoking. smoking. All that shit that we know about how smoking's bad for you came from Hitler. No joke. Like, he would dissect Jews alive Ooh. to figure out that, like, smoking was bad for you. <laughs> That's called and yeah. we took that. We took that shit. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. That's really intense. Alright, so Hitler was hell-bent on, you know, destruction of everything. But the upper Nazi brass was like, hey, um, we kind of want to, like, preserve what we started. So, like, Himmler and Goebbels... We're trying to preserve the Reich, and maybe also their own skin. Their sweet, yeah, abwehr skin. Yeah, that sweet, perfect Aryan bubblegum shrimp. <laughs> you don't want something good. Basically, Aryan skin is like uh, boneless chicken. So, in 1943, Coco <laughs> received her first proper mission: Operation Model Hut. One more time, <laughs> Operation Model Hut. Is that ex- right, is that is that spelled how I think it is? Yes, Operation Model Hut, which translates roughly to Operation Whores in a Tent. <laughs> Whores in a Tent. Ooh. Whores in Tents, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, it actually it actually translates to the hat that they wore. Oh, uh, okay. The premium Nazi hat. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so the mission was she took a train to Berlin and met with Himmler's right hand man Walter Schlienberg. Sounds a little German. Yeah. Or a little Jewish. Both, uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It slides. But he oversaw the operation. Basically, Coco and Dinklage and another adware op- officer was were supposed to go to a port in Madrid and then sail to London. And from there, she was supposed to talk with Churchill to negotiate an under-the-table peace treaty with Germany. She was? She was. So because she knew all those people. So, so during this mission, she realized she needed some help. And one of those people she needed was the person that originally introduced her to the British aristocracy, which was Vera, who, if yeah. you remember from earlier in the podcast, Vera Lombardi was the person that introduced her to the yeah. Duke of Westminster. Right? Okay. So how does this tie back? So she married... A Italian officer who was very pro Mussolini. Okay, and at the time when this it's a mission bad thing to be, uh, yeah, at the time when this mission was happening, the Mussolini, even though she was married to a pro Mussolini officer, mm-hmm. she was still English and still had these connections. So they put her into a detention camp to like monitor her. Really, I'd think they'd use her. As I a would think so at, too, but no, okay. but no, yeah. So basically, Hitler and Mussolini were butt buddies. They pulled a few strings, got Vera out. And Vera, under the pretenses of talking to Coco about some business dealings, went to Madrid. And from this point, when Vera met Coco, and Coco explained what was happening, we're like, hey, I'm working with the Nazis. Hey, I'm going to, you know, try to negotiate this peace. Vera freaked out. She was like, no, I'm not fucking dealing with the Nazis. Even though she was like pro-Mussolini. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's kind of weird. Her bedfellow rule list is very variable. So we obviously know how World War II ended. You know, the Nazis lost. Yes! When the troops were rolling through Paris, Coco was seen handing out bottles of Chanel No. 5 to American GIs. As if she didn't participate in the war at all. Oof, oof, oof. On the right side of history. Yeah. 
So all this whoring around the Ritz Hotel did not go unnoticed to the Free French Purge Committee, which was all about the streets and fucking arresting anyone that was associated with the Nazis. Okay. And they picked her up. Because she was associated with the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. She got off light because the Purge Committee, a lot of the times they would just do vigilante justice. So anyone, any woman in particular that was known to have slept with a Nazi were usually dragged down the street, beaten, their hair was shaved off, and a swastika carved into their head. Oh, it's the red letter. All right. Yeah. Like, they didn't take the shit lightly. Scarlet letter. So, during this whole purge, 300,000 cases were opened, and over 10,000 people were executed. Or not not executed, but... Uh, Summerly tried, or some Tried for execution. I think around 1,000 people were actually execu- executed. deep, man. Okay. But yeah, and but a lot, I think it was 40,000 people were their right to vote and right to hold Whoa. like any type of political position oh, so base were taken rights away. were stripped during yeah. the fuckery. Okay. Yeah. So all right. The French came French came in they're like, "Hey, if you were associated with the Nazis at all, you're fucked. Give us your hair." Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Their country was Sh- overrun. Shouldn't be associated with Nazis. Nah, they bade. They bade. Nazis is bad. Nazis is bad. Yeah. Universal truth spoken here at the Roast Mortem exactly. cast. So Coco was arrested and was questioned, but the strange thing was that she was just let loose. You know, she was like, hey, they held her for a little bit. She was got off. Hand jibbers for the jailer. N- not particularly, because <laughs> when she was released, she fled to her sister and nephew or niece's house and said, Winston had freed me. Oh, okay. That's a tall tale. Wasn't that her nickname? Her nickname was Westminster, uh, but Winston Churchill, friends of mm, her. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think the reason why Coco was freed was basically a pr- to protect all of those British people that were associated with the Nazis or like, you know, were doing shit with the Nazis at the time. Right. Okay. So it was the lesser evil to leave her uncovered. <laughs> In her right. scheming. Mm-hmm. Let her mm-hmm. scheme. Let her be. She has sucked on Nazi pain. <laughs> let her be. It does rhyme, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Let her Whatever be. I just said rhymes. Suck my peen. Suck my peen. Suck a little Nazi peen. Let's go. Sometimes you gotta be different and be yourself. Ah, yes. just, your perfume is smelling so good before the war, before the after war, before after war, after uh. war. It be good. Yeah, that's called yeah. a song, in everyone. It, in it, in it. I'm not even gonna copyright that. You guys uh, are <laughs> So, a few days after she was released, she received a letter from the Duke of Westminster when she was banging. Uh, basically, said, "Get the fuck out of France." Mm. So, without oh. saying goodbye to anyone, she just like left for Switzerland, neutral, and that would be her permanent home for like the rest of her life. Permanent neutral home. Yeah. Huh. All that nazy gold. All that nazy gold. But there were a lot of clues that still were open, besides these war documents that I mentioned before, that, like, you know, Hal Vaughn brought up. Hal Vaughn brought up. Mm. Um, there was a lot of connections to the Nazis, and she basically was trying to buy out her silence for her wartime activities. Okay. <sighs> so during the Nuremberg trials, in particular, um, 
that presented a big problem because there's a lot of Nazis. <laughs> oh, I imagine yeah. it would draw problems right. for the Nazis, the Nuremberg yeah. trials. So uh, the head of the Abwehr or the head of the SS that, that headed this mission model hut for okay. her or whatever mm. was sentenced to life without parole Good. for SS. You know his role in the SS. It's That's a what you do. Fucking war crime. Yeah, it was. But in a few years into his parole, he was diagnosed with a terminal liver disease and was released, uh, like on on parole because he had because he a, knew they knew he was going to die. A liver. Okay, this so is like in the fifties. It's kind of like commuting a life sentence to out of the jail. Yeah. So, but Coco paid for all of his expenses and his wife's expenses to live out their life in luxury in Italy. That's weird because yeah. it's him and his wife. Because it—that's not a romantic gesture if you're springing him and his wife because you would want to be his wife if it was a romantic gesture. Right. Uh, it's a vicarious sexuality. Perhaps. Which I think we all live right now. Vicarious sexual. Vicarious sexual. Well, see a, I see a squirrel climbing a tree, and I wish I can climb the way that that squirrel did. And had as many Vicariously nuts as he had. Sexual. Ah, oh, sexual <laughs> squirrels. <sighs> another, another clue was Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. No. Not Peter Dinklage. He's not, not a Nazi. No. He's a great man. <laughs> he is. He's so cool. I know. Such a small package. This is the least cool Dinklage. Another clue was that Dinklage was picked up right near the Eagle's Nest, where Hitler... You oh, know, where, where he had his final day. Supposedly! Uh, because he might still da, be alive. Da, 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 Gina. <laughs> That's how Brooklyn Jews say it. Yeah. Brooklyn Jewish conspiracy folks think he is still alive in Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. Or Brazil. Or Brazil. Brazil. What do you have to say? Wait, wait, where, where is oh. Hitler hanging out? Yeah, here we go. Ay, ay, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about that. No, no. Cover up. Dinklage was picked up. He was picked up with a, a French deserter a few years after the <laughs> That's war. That's redundant. Yeah, yeah, they and, all like dessert. Yeah. Wee <laughs> <laughs> wee! Oh! Sweet the cream! Sweet the cream. Why does Japanese know? <laughs> sweet the cream. Oh, it's so sweet of cream. <laughs> hey, hey, the well, French have great desserts. They do, they but do. also, Whoa. I know a great Japanese. Tiramisu? We just went through like 30 different ethnicities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what oh, my... It's okay. You, do you, wee oui, wee, oui, do you like croissant? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Louvre. What do you like on a grape upon it? We are roast mortem cast. We are embracists. We are entirely accurate, by the way. Yeah, pretty much accurate. <laughs> so Dinklage is picked up and found on his person he had a whole bunch of gold and francs. And when he was questioned Hot about dogs? it, he said, These are cocos. Oh. Yeah. Like. Like coconut, like like coco coco Chanel nutty. Hi all. And when the French the the confiscated money and gold and shit was given back to the French government, and they were like, "Hey, this is yours, Coco." Coco was like, "Nah, you guys keep it." It's like basically like I don't want to start anything. Like as long as you don't like spread the word, like just you can keep all this money. It she was could, a passive bribe. Yeah, she can recognize the hmm. the the cheese and the trap. Because yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Good analogy, Tom. Yeah. Uh, so what happened to this whole uh, Wartimer 
uh, Coco Chanel number five thing was that it was eventually settled at a court because the Wartimers knew that if Coco was exposed as a Nazi, their brand... It's game over. Yeah, their brand of Coco Chanel, which was very popular in the Americas right now. Yeah. Like, would be mm-hmm. just destroyed. Instead of Chanel number right. five, it would be like, oh, de Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Nazis. Yeah, the Nazis. Oh, they Gestapo. <laughs> what year is this right now? We're in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Oh. 50s-ish. Okay. This is all going on throughout the 50s. It's like cool. dawn of the atomic age. Right. So now, Coco, in her 70s, entering the f- late 50s and 60s, tried to re-enter fashion. I'm going to throw it back to you. You know, a little bit of late Coco. Throwing it to Gab. Throwing it to Gabby. Late Coco Chanel stuff. You know it. All right. Uh, we'll start with her perfume. That's Chanel number five. Um, Marilyn Monroe actually was interviewed oh, once. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. She was interviewed once where uh, they asked her what she wore to bed. And she was like, as Marilyn Monroe does, she was like, I don't, I don't want to say I sleep nude, but I wear a few drops of Chanel number no. five so to bed. Wasteful. That's so wasteful. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck's going to smell that? And well, capitalistic. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, still that's sexual. Marilyn Monroe. Very and, and, like, I would take, I would, if, 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 if. Marilyn Monroe rolled around in the fucking pile of raccoon shit. Like, Still banger. Yeah, my dog did that earlier today. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to your dog because, you know, and not a bestiality boy. And you don't have enough raccoon shit in <laughs> your also, pockets. I, I'm so clogged up right now. I have a, I have a summer sickness. Mm, summer cold. I'm smelling it all. I can't smell it all, but, but it makes me want to talk more like this. More through my mouth. That's so sensual. Why Keep it up. Why did Voldemort talk like that? And that shitty. He didn't Harry have Potter a fucking film. nose. Why wasn't he like? He didn't have a oh, nose. Harry Potter. Oh. Harry, Harry Potter. Oh, I'll rub your bottle. Because he they didn't have mean. a nose, and it would have been super sexual awkward. That's also, why. Said, said, I'm just saying. Threatening. In the, in, yeah, yeah, but in the films, he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, no, I'm, someone who doesn't have use of their nose right now, Bill. Like, Potter. Harry Potter. See, I'm safe. I your parents. See, that, that, What's that all about? That voice makes me feel safe and aroused, which doesn't make it any better for you as a villain. I can make it much more throaty if you'd like. I like Harry Potter. Hard. What's going on? I like your parents <laughs> that killed. I like the blue bear. Excuse me, Harry Potter. All that right. is your name, isn't it? I gotta say that I did kill your parents. <laughs> and yes, this is a podcast about Chanel, but I don't care because it's me versus you, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. This is how I talk. <laughs> All right, what else, Gabby? Don't excuse me. Yeah, Back to Gabby. Don't, yeah. <clears throat> so fucking Marilyn yeah. Rose fucking put dripping uh, Coco uh-huh. Chanel in a puss. She was put dripping. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Put dripping. <laughs> put dripping Coco Chanel on a put the bus. So yeah. one of the all right. I'm adding a drip to the glossary. Things she brought to the fashion industry was that she was the first to bring the women's suit. Into oh, the pantsuit. Oh. No, not the pantsuit. It was a, a okay. matching skirt okay. and a matching like blazer. Oh, okay. That Sports you vest. will, yeah, you will see often with these fancy ladies walking down New York City. Mm. But um, it was made of wool. <laughs> and oh, it's so hot. And the button. Yeah, I know. 
but it, New York used to be colder than it is now. Germany yeah. is also a lot colder. You know? Well, that was that was she was popular in in the sit in New York. Well, in the United didn't States. Jackie, Jackie Kennedy? Yeah, had a, that was like that mm-hmm. whole style that you like we were talking about. Oh, exactly. She had a, she had a lady boner. Jackie Onassis. Yeah, Jackie Onassis, the Lady of Freedom. <laughs> was she wearing? Chanel outfits. Yeah, goddamn Nazi sympathizing fashion. No, the the internet wasn't around then. No, yeah, they didn't know. know. That's what I was trying to say. Traveled slower. But I feel like if you're the first lady, you should be in the loop. No, but they didn't know any of this shit. They really didn't. But you have your husband. But they didn't know any. Right. They didn't know any of that fucking war shit until 2011. Sure. Fascinating. (laughs) But anyway, it's that business suit. That the fucking Jackie yeah. was wearing. Oh, formal attire. Yeah, that formal fucking business Jackie shit. Also, fun fact, like, Coco Chanel was really into fake, ju- like, costume jewelry. Uh, faux stuff. Mm. Over, over, like, real jewelry. Like, she used to combine both, but in her suits, yeah. she would always put in costume jewelry. Oh, I want buttons. something that I can play football with the guys in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She appreciated exactly. rhinestones and bedazzled stuff. Yeah, yeah. She like she was the one who started the bedazzled. Yeah, what is a bedazzled? Bedazzling. Well, also recall back to a previous episode. Hank Williams, bedazzled, the king of stylish country suits, also rhinestone. Oh my god, he bedazzled it. Yes. Well, <gasps> perhaps there is a similarity here. You're looking for a fashionista, which happens to be practical. And vajazzled. Vajazzled. <laughs> yes. Mm, oh, yes. Yeah. All right. So that's what she was doing in the 60s and shit. She's Vajazzling. in her 70s. One, uh, so she, she tries to release this new line. And I think I think what we were talking about was when she kind of like kicked it back up again. But her first attempt into fashion... Like into the fashion world was a big fail. She basically ran like her version. Like you know, she still she still owned all the Chanel fashion. Okay, under her name, but the right. perfume was owned by the Watermers. Okay, so she on her first attempt, she ran the Coco Chanel brand into the ground, bankrupt and everything. Okay, and then one day the Watermer P- Pierre Watermer showed up to her door. She was living in the Ritz again, which was a place where she's banging all the Nazis and had course. free rent. And he basically said he he made a deal with her again, and uh, it was basically I'm going to take your fashion company, I'm going to take all your commercial real estate, anything bearing your name, and you will work for me, and I will pay for all of your living expenses, like all the ritzy living expenses, Ugh, not right. just like basic bare bones shit. Right, not just top rom. Yeah, so so she had all of her living expenses, like anything she needed, paying paid by the Watermers. And uh, and then she went on to do all the shit with, you know, Jackie Kennedy and all this shit. But the Warmers were making all this money from her. Just because her name's so powerful right, right now. Right, exactly. All right. And at the age of 87. Right, Paige. <laughs> she died. Oh, What'd she no. die from? Cause of death? Well, simply, one day she felt too tired and ill to keep sewing. Because she was still working and sewing and building her designs. Okay. Into her old age. And she retired to her room in the the Ritz, where uh, at the time she was living with her niece. And she went to bed, and she, she was feeling sick enough, where she uttered her last words. You see, this is how you die. Oh, so dying was her cause of death. <laughs> yep. She just died of Brilliant. old age, I guess. I love it. All right. Well, that's Natural actually causes. Very, yeah. That's yeah. very sexual. 
Yeah. And if you think about it, <laughs> died all natural. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She died raw dog. She, she died so bare dog. I think you raw misconstrued dog. that I mean, at the eleventh minute, but okay. She was a sexual lady. So. She right. was right. She was a very sexual lady. Okay. So and she looked. She looked banging like what? all the way through her life. Oh yeah. She she was v hot. Damn. <laughs> Mike, I love your interjection. Right. Great input. They are, they are a Damn. jewel of Roast Mortem right. podcast. So now that we know that um, Mrs. <laughs> Chanel, what has died? <laughs> Chanel. Yeah. That's that, what I say. Uh, Chanel. Do not adjust your iPod. With that, the most important thing I think we discuss Nazis like po- looking post mortem. Yeah. Is how many dicks do you think she took? Ooh, uh, ooh, mm. ooh, 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 Mike, mm. you first. This is not anything slanderous. It's more curiosity. Curiosity. Curiosity killed the puss. Yeah, but I'm curious. I'm going to go with 47. 47? Damn. That's lifetime a, that's a penises? Lot. 47 lifetime penises. Cody, you're all fucking mismatched here. I... You <laughs> can tell. Cody, your mic is totally backwards. Is it? Hello. It's backwards. <laughs> is it? Hello. Now that's you're better. sexual. You're fine. Hey. I'm gonna guess 89. 89 Damn. dicks? Lifetime peni? 89. Lifetime peni. Alright, cool. But that's. Right. I have a guess. She was good at this. Right. I think she had like maybe 30 dicks and she's totally banged a few women too. It's. Yeah. Mm, well, to be honest. About that. To be honest, like one of the things I. Cause I, I want you guys to ask questions about her. Because I read this whole book and she was very homophobic. But in her later years, yeah, yeah. In her later years, she was like talking a lot to the models. She's trying to get off yeah. of the models. She was, yeah. she was like, hey, she's trying to lick strip. Yeah, she was trying to, try to get those fucking snail tracks on her leg. Yeah, well, get that, get that mermaid's purse lick. Yeah, that's well, a fair one. enough. My guess for amount of dicks is eighteen lifetime. Eighteen yes. <laughs> lifetime dickage. And the Float. reason I'm going to say this is because back then. S wasn't so loose. No, it was looser but than now. S wasn't so loose. This is a lady named Coco Chanel. This is Chanel. 1920s, dude. Yeah, but Keep in mind, this is a 1920s, dude. Think about it. Yeah. I want you to think about it. I, I am thinking. I'm thinking. Thinking long and hard. Loose. Thinking <laughs> super loose. hard. Think about Saluce now and the things we have now compared to Walmart's of yesteryear. I don't know. I feel like it's her modus operandi. What are you though. talking about here? I'm just talking about. Well, why? Should, why was she prego? Acceptability back then at her time. Yeah. How, how acceptable was it to sleep with more than one man? It was not. Mm. There was a very conservative time that we lived. I, in. I think the 1920s. So, so you were considered a cure if you had sex with more than like two men. Well, I think I I, I would disagree. That, that, that's why I'm I'm lowballing. I would honestly disagree because I I think the 1920s were more fucking whorish than nowadays. Really? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They were doing blow. They were doing blow off dicks. They were fucking doing blow off fucking cunts. Dude, they were no, just no, like I doing like blow off. They were doing blow off no, no, food because they, they were like blowing saying, food. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is there's no judgment in what I'm saying. It's just like. I'm saying a fucking billion dicks. I'm saying a billion dicks. All right, fucking That's get. too much. Here's, here's hey! too much. That's okay. too much, Travis. Mike hey. likes it. Hold on. That's not survivable. Pipe, pipe down. Unsurvivable. Here's, here's my analogy. In 1920s, you would get a speeding ticket for going 30 miles an hour. Yeah, but you get a, 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 a fucking dicking for 30 
days a no, week you, with different dicks. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> and that's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just throwing my number out there. I'm just all right. It's all good. I could be wrong, but you're in. Urethra. <laughs> Something you didn't need in the 20s because you were just banging so you hard. You always yeah. needed a urethra. You basically could have your cervix outside no. of your body. Yep. All right. Anyway. That wraps up Coco Chanel and how many people she banged and how awful she was. And yeah, she was why, a nazi. Well, why are we buying Wait. her product? She was a Nazi. Yeah, how did everyone feel about this Coco? Sh- um, Coco-sh. one more fact. Do it. Yeah. You know LBD? Anyone know what that stands for? LBD. LBD. Can you guess? Loose Just guess it. L. Uh, Louis a bit bit tong. Leftovers be delicious. <laughs> wow, that's very fashionable, Travis. <laughs> why did you why did you praise that? <laughs> because it was very fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it so was another it is French very man. Fashion. Louis Badon. Louis Badon. Nobody Louis? knows? No, oh, what I, is it? I don't. Little black dress. Okay. Oh yeah, that's our famous fucking line. Yeah. I didn't even uh, fucking remember. Know. Travis, you're fired. <laughs> 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 this is why Tom wore all black today. Oh, as opposed to all the other. It was like every woman needs a little, little black dress. Black dress, yeah. You it's know a go-to. It. It's a go-to yeah. in couture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coder. Like that I'm a, a coder. That was I'm a Coco Chanel uh, thing. Oh, yeah. is it, she mm-hmm. was the genesis for yeah, the she concept was. She of the little black dressing. Yeah, she thought that every woman should own a LBD. I mean, honestly, when that's I went, a, that's a it's fair versus, statement. It's a verse. I, I, I won't fight that statement. Yeah. Every, every woman mm-hmm. should show their goods in a little, little black dress. We weren't talking about that. We're, <laughs> no, we weren't talking about that, Tom. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we're not talking about thong, black thongs. No, no, I'm just talking about, I'm just <laughs> talking about be yourself. <laughs> in a dress that's black. Right. In a dress that's black. <laughs> that's all I'm, ta- I'm not talking about anything sexual. I'm just talking no, about you're talking yourself. about sexual. I'm talking about fashion. Talking about, not, sexual. No, no, no. I'm talking about fashion. You're talking about sexual. No, I don't want to talk about sexual because I'm talking <laughs> about sexual all the time. I'm just talking but about Tom, fashion. I love talking about sexual. sexual. You want to talk about sexual? Sexual is my favorite thing. But <laughs> as, as, as someone who apparently is on a podcast, I gotta be. We're being recorded? Whoa, sexual. What? Shit. No, I I gotta, I gotta let you know. It's very important. Everyone express yourselves. Okay. It's fashion. It's nothing else. Yeah, it's nothing else. Fashion's Sexu- a strange. That's how your body is yourself. How you feel is yourself. Touch your body right now. If fashion- you're listening to this right now, if you have headphones on, you're listening to this. Just fucking take your shirt off. Yeah, and rub your body. Yeah, Sa- fashion sure is doors closed. Fashion Ooh. is like one of those like tight constraint. Like if you think about fashion, like this is what I want everyone to take away from this episode. Is that uh, <laughs> no, this is serious. This is, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Don't let me. This is serious. Um, is that fashion is like whatever you express yourself as. Like, if you imagine like the couture and everything that's fashionable, think of it as like a tight butthole, right? Like it's squeezing, it's squeezing in, Ooh. it's squeezing so hard, right? And and you've got all these these things that you should conform to, and those are the fucking wrinkles in the butthole. <laughs> those are the wrinkles in the butthole. Travis, and I want I want everyone out there, all of our listeners, I'm gonna say- to expand it so the wrinkles are gone. The wrinkles are fucking gone. You want to wear whatever you want to wear whatever you want. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rose Mode podcast. You want to wear whatever you want. Get your butthole wide. Travis is the ironing board to your butthole. Let's keep it going. 
Thank right. you so much for tuning in to the Roast Morning Podcast. Hell yeah. Travis, thank you so much for covering this. Gabby, thank you very much for, for <laughs> adding in what the, what actually was happening in fashion. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I uh, Travis, know nothing about this. Travis did the politics. He understands it. Cody, I love you. You're all good. You don't need to do anything. That's Mike, are you Mike, still here? Mike, thanks for showing up late. Oh, no problem. <laughs> there we go. We, no, we definitely you, have to wrap this one up. Goodbye, but, people. My name is Tom. You can follow me on Saunched at oh. Twitter, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. My name is Two Scrambled Eggs. You can follow me at twoscrambledeggs.org. I am Cody McCann. You can follow me on the Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. I'm Gabriella. You can follow me at myspace.com <gasps> slash Gabriella oh, yeah, Ferreira. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Regan, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Regan with two N's. He also posts pictures of fucking de- decomposing shit. Yeah, come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's wholesome. Yeah, and you can it's follow us all wholesome. collectively on uh, Twitter or Instagram as Roast Mortem Cast. Also, if you want to shoot us an email, Roast Mortem Cast at Gmail. Hell yeah. Thank you, Shane, for listening. Thank you, Shane. We appreciate you so much. I feel like this is an opportunity for. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Tom, sign us out. Thank you. Do you like what you just heard? We'd love to hear back from you. Yeah! Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's at it. Roast Mortem Cast. Yeah, that's right. That's us. That's us. And if you tag us on either one of those social platforms, mm-hmm. we will write an obituary for you. You sexy corpse, you. Yeah, write in. We're going to write an obituary for you. Make sure you tell a friend. Give us a subscription. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. How you're doing, too. Yeah. I want to know how I'm doing, how you're doing. It's just a good old... No one doing fest. Yeah. No one doing fest. That's right. Don't do it. Do it. Yeah. For me. Stick around right now for some obituaries and some outtakes. Here we go. Oh shit! Some people died. Ghost childs. Is this the end of the episode? This is the end of the episode. Wait. Wait. Is the end? It's the end. It really is the end? Yes. It's the end. It's been the end when you looked at me. Drop my eyes out of the end. Yeah. So you made the end of the episode. That was beautiful. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you for enduring. (laughs) Um, I did this episode this week, Coco Chanel. And for a chaser. Chaser, we call it? Yeah. The chaser. Prescribing a chaser. I'm we're gonna be I'm gonna tell you to listen to Edward Chapman. That's episode nineteen. Oh yeah. He's also another Abware Abwell scummy Nazi spy. Interesting though. Yeah. Well he's like secret. He's a jelly boy. He was basically doing like uh explosive boy. Kick flipping eight stairs between nations. Yeah. That's like nation wrecking. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All all very Agent Zigzag for a good reason. Alright, cool. So what do we got next? We got some obituaries. 
People, oh, people, right? people uh, tweeted at us or Instagrammed at us, and now we're going to kill them. Woo! Tom, why don't you take it away first? I'm going to uh, kill someone right now. He's a Canadian person. That's all I got. No, his name is Sean. He's from Toronto, and he goes by Riding in Style 7. Now, I think that's a reference to Fast and the Furious 7. He's probably Tokyo drifting all around Toronto. <laughs> oh, wow. Think about it. That was pretty good. Yeah. So he gave us a little review on the Toronto or, drift. Or he did a little write-up. What's it what's it called? What's pod whatpods.com? Whatpods.com. Yeah, what what? 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 Pods. Yeah, so since Sean's Tokyo drifting, he's drifting around the mean streets, the very, very mean streets. Toronto's of rough. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they do. Yeah. yeah. Super polite. OJ. It's very hard to Tokyo drift when uh, someone's telling you to slow down, please. They do figure A's. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, slow down, please. So he's driving around. He's got some kind of Nissan uh, rice machine. Just looking oh. out. Yeah, he's having a good time. Tokyo drifting down the ways. Got it. Guess mm-hmm. what happens when you Tokyo drift in Canada? What happens? Get stuck in syrup. Oh, shit. Didn't see it come. Oh, shit. Wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Oh, shit. Flying out the goddamn window so fast. Ejected. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> And also, I want to reference this. He did correct us on one minor fact, extremely minor fact. Um, and in a previous episode, I forget which one. Cherry Garmia. Garcia, yes. Garmia. I said that, I said that uh, Vince Neal was in poison. But that's Brett Michaels. Boo, so, Tom. So thank you. You're dead now. You flew out of the fucking window <laughs> in your in your naughty maple syrup mobile. Just one splat after careening off or something like that. Oh yeah, just a one splat, Ooh. dude. I can't explain this. He probably had a Trauma. very he probably had a very polite funeral because it was Canada. They were yeah. Sorry. Everyone was saying sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, for, sorry your for your loss, sweet, sorry, sorry for your yeah. loss, sorry for your moose. How about how about you, Cody? Who's up next? I'm killing AA Jones, and that is Amy. She reached out to us on Instagram. Was it Travis? Yes. And, quote, just so you know, you guys are fucking hilarious. Best podcast I listen to. Wow, thank you so much. I'm going to murder you now. Thanks a lot. She's from the D.C. area, right? Yep. Sweet. And Amy is in the D.C. area, and she likes to look at clouds. Thank you for giving me munition to kill you with. How's uh, your neck feeling? Oh! Very dangerous. (laughs) Clouds. Thanks. Good, good. Wait, are we talking sky clouds or land clouds? Yeah, sky clouds. You know, she likes nature. All right. A lot of photos on our stream with clouds. Nature. Nature. Where was I going with that? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One day, a super massive cumulonimbus hung over D.C. That's the District of Columbia, for those of you that don't know. I thought you were just talking about Dragon Ball Z. No. D.C., not D.C. Okay. <laughs> Dragon Ball D.B.C. A super massive cumulonimbus hung low one day over the District of Columbia. And, as you know, a supermassive cumulonimbus often begins to let out sheets, nay, pallets of hail. Is that right? That's pa- sky ice, for you, those of you that don't know. Wait, pallets of hail? Pallets. All right. Pallets, pallets. Travis. That's a lot of hail. Not quite truckloads, but pallets. All right. Welcome to Sam's Club. And Amy was outside trying to capture, like, the atmospheric majesty of said cloud. But, whoa, instantaneously encased in ice. Like Spider-Man. Like, I don't know. No, when, like Spider-Man. When, who, who's the ice villain in the Spider-Man world, Travis? Uh, ice Boy. Yeah, okay. I don't know enough to He's the best villain that. I've ever seen. He's he just nice. Spider-Man, but he's blue. And Travis, blue. what do you do when you're encased in ice? You call in, Spider-Man. In, in the real world. Let's you say call you're... Spider- this is a real world, dude! You get, no, you get so, frozen, and then you wake up in 30 years from now. No, you're supposed to hock a loogie and dig the opposite way it melts the ice. Are you really supposed oh. to do that? Yes. 
I don't know. Survival that. tip. If you ever get in Case and I during an avalanche, you're supposed to hock a loogie and dig the opposite way. But lo and behold, Amy had a lifelong undiagnosed pre-existing condition that lets her hawk anti-gravity loogies. So, I know what it is. Yeah, what she is was it? bit by a spider. Yeah, that an anti-gravity <laughs> spider. So her loogie just went up into the sky, and she started digging. Just kept on digging because you know there's no atmosphere if you're uh, digging the wrong way of a anti-gravity loogie. She dug herself down into more grave. All the way. Icy, cold grave, like a nice, cold All the way down to the iciest, coldest grave, (laughs) Australia, and that's where she died from a bloomin' onion bite. Rest in peace, (laughs) Amy, a.k.a. Uh, A.A. Jones is your handle. Yeah, A.A. Jones. And the last person on our obituized table, was that a thing? Is that what we call it now? Is Sadie. Sure. Yeah. Sadie from Lincoln, England. Keep going. And uh, her handle on Instagram is eat, sleep, cat, repeat. Premium. Okay. Uh, you're dead to me anyway. Uh, shut up, Tom. I noticed you're verbing some nouns there, but continue. Uh, yeah, she, she reached out to us on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> she reached out to us and... Uh, on one of the episodes and, you know, said she liked the podcast and everything. Started talking about England. You know, I lived in Wales. Was talking about Greg's. I was talking about White Castle. How much Greg's is like White Castle. What's going on? Great. And she said we all need to eat Marmite. Have you guys tried that? I haven't. I've Marmite, s- no. No? I've seen it in a shelf at what? Stop and Shop in, What's the, the, uh, in the foreign and to be ignored food area. Yeah, that one. <laughs> What's the base ingredient of that? Is it like... It's yeast, I think. Yeast, I can't. Yeast I don't bread. know if you're fucking with me right no. now. But so I promised her the next like. She also wants us to do royals, like more royals. So that's your bad. Um, that's my shit. So the next British royal I do, we're eating marmite on All a right, show. Fine. <laughs> it's gross. Hate you. How much? <laughs> All right. So I'm a killer. Um, basically, uh, she took a trip up to Scotland. Right. All right. They have those rolling competitions. They all like roll down the hill. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the like cheese chase. Yeah. yeah, they chase the cheese. Yeah, they chase a wheel of cheese yeah. down a very steep incline. I'm gonna say results it wrong, in horrific injuries. I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but isn't it Gloucester? Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. It's Gloucester. It's a Glo- bunch. Of, <laughs> it's a bunch of morons that I would find some kind of similarity to because I have rolled down several hills yeah. of cheese. So, so she went to go try her hand at uh, snatching this cheese rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. She's going. She's going real fast. She's like, she's beating the cheese. Double black diamond she's cheese She's beating roll. it like she's trying to grab the cheese, but she's in front of the cheese. I don't think she understands the object of that game if she's well, in front of the she, cheese. She wasn't planning on going this fast, but she's really good at rolling downhill. Oh, so it's an uncontrolled ga- uh, lead what she has on the cheese. You can't control a fall. Dog, she's rolling like almost. She's pushing the sound barrier right now. <laughs> okay, it's that hill. It's that. Fu- it's that fucking yeah. hill. And here's a taste of your own medicine. Uh, she would have been fine if she was Spider Man. Yeah, oh yes, suck. Very it. true. Oh, Travis. No, wow, that's Tom. You bring up a really great I'm point. I'm just gonna invite you to suck my whole dick. Finish the story. <laughs> Finish the obituary. So she's pushing the sound barrier. She like she blasts like right off of it of Scotland, right into right in the Atlantic. That's good. Down to the Mariana Trench. Because, like, I don't know, she's going down a hill. She's going right down. Right downhill, right. Going right down there. And the Mirana Trench is actually filled with Marmite. She got down there. She's like, mmm, this is good. Mm. She ate too much and had, like, terrible indigestion and died. Not the lack of oxygen? Nope. Nope. Or the ability to breathe. The insane pressure that would kill any... No, 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 she just ate too much. When I'm drowning and I have a choice between Marmite and oxygen, I'm definitely going for the Marmite. It's yeast, dog. It is yeast. Yeast gives you wings. Yeast is life. Yeast party. It breathes on its own. 
yeast from the east. That's right. All right. Well, so, thank you for tuning into this oof. roast mortem obituary. Stick around for some outtakes. In which uh, Let, let's ask the intern, Mike. Gonna... Have you ever seen a pornography? That featured a man with the word poison on his penis in Old English. Hold the mic up for no, him. I've never seen Get over- it. you gotta talk into a mic, this is You've a fucking- You've been podcast. here before. No, I've never seen it before. <laughs> Alright, safe answer, safe answer. Okay, are we- are we, are we rolling? We're gonna keep- We're rolling, okay, okay we're gonna safe. come back into the episode now, but yes, I have seen that. So, now back in, how are we doing? What's that? You'll be in my heart. <laughs> You'll be in my heart. Whatever we do and something we say, it'll be done. Whoopi Goldberg is, plays a monkey. Remember when ventricles were called cockles? That's what it is. It's, it's called good day, mate. Yeah, how you doing? That's in Australia. Good day, mate. Hi, mate. Because you're taking it from <laughs> down a under. Bender, mate. <laughs> You're taking it from down under. Yeah, hey, I'll meet you at half bat, mate, in and like 45 minutes, right? And also, <laughs> your mom was probably a felon. That name would be great for Viacom to acquire. Oh, yeah, the Coco Channel. The Coco Channel. The Coco Channel. So good. Much better than BET. BET yeah, doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. No, no, Coco Channel is way better. I can't yeah. believe they didn't <laughs> just say bet. Can we take a little pause? No. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're going to take a couple minutes of break. Uh, Travis's eyeballs are sweaty. I know, I'm so sweaty right now. Uh, sorry I'm late, guys. Can you guys give me a recap on what's happening right now? Fuck you, Mike! Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Why, why are you so late? You show up when we ask you to. We're talking about Coco Chanel, and she has been gold digging. She has been pimping with the pussy. Oh, she has cute. been getting around, and now she's getting in bed with the Nazis. The Nazis. Bad people to Hell jump yeah. into Bad bed with. Bad people yeah. to jump into bed with. Because you know Nazis do. They look right for anal. <laughs> well, right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> AC is on. Just a little AC, all good. Little AC. Little, How do I use this? Little AC. Turn. Okay. That's my DJ name, Lil AC. Lil AC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lil AC. Lil <laughs> AC. <laughs> <laughs> 